What's up everyone, good morning. Welcome to our Water's Edge online Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those of you that continue to tell your friends and family about these messages and you share these videos with them, thank you so much for doing that. We hope it's very helpful. Once again, also for those of you that continue to give online, thank you so much for your generosity. It helps us serve people and help people and love people. Next week on the 10th, we're having our next food pantry. It'll help us feed so many people. So once again, thank you so much for doing that. Keep it up. It's gonna allow us to bless this community for a long, long time. Now today, let's just get into it. Sometimes other people in our life, like I've told you before over the last several weeks, whether aware or unaware, whether intentional or unintentional, can cause you and I deep hurt and deep pain. And so sometimes in order to reconcile that friendship or relationship and to reassemble our broken heart and our heartache, we have to do a few things. And so today we finish up with our relationship series called Reassemble, How to Restore Broken Hearts from broken relationships, and it could be any type of relationship. And so the few things that we needed to do so far that we've talked about is this. The first thing is this, if we want to reconcile that relationship and restore our broken heart, is we have to forgive thoroughly. And we talked about this, in order to forgive thoroughly, sometimes you have to take payback off the table, revenge off the table, even if you have the opportunity. Leave yourself no room and no excuses to get somebody back. Forgive them and forgive them thoroughly. The second thing we need is this, humility. And in times of relationship conflict, we always have to ask these questions. In what area of my life requires humility? And what would a humble person do in this situation? And we talked about this, humble people always race to the end of the line, not the front of the line. And they always view relationships in this way as a mutual competition of service. How can I love you more? How can I serve you more? How can I love you better? How can I serve you better? Humility is so key. After that, we talked about our patterns and we pointed this out. Your promises, that's not what makes or breaks a relationship. Promises, vows, those are just words. Words don't mean much when compared to our actions and our patterns are our actions. And we all have positive patterns in our life and we all have negative patterns in our life. And a lot of times the patterns that are negative in our life is what causes our relationships, whatever type they are, to have so many problems and exhaustion starts to set in if we don't work on our negative patterns. It's your negative patterns that'll eventually cause you not to live up to your promises in those relationships. And I've seen relationships, any type, break up for a lot of reasons. And most of the time those reasons is this, is because that relationship just got exhausting. And the reason why it's exhausting is because we don't work on our negative patterns. After that, we talked about this, that true love believes the best about the other people in your life instead of assuming the worst. And so if you find yourself naturally, your first tendency is to assume the worst about the other people in your life, then you're not loving them the way God wants you to love them because true love believes and assumes the best about the other people in your life. And you believe the most generous explanation for why they do what they do. And then last week, we talked about the importance importance of understanding and compromise. And so today we finish up. Now, the scripture over and over again teaches us a principle that is holy and loving and right and good and peaceful and joy producing and righteous. And this is what it is. And notice this, notice this verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 21, verse six, wealth created by a lying tongue is a vanishing mist and a deadly trap. 
So in this verse right here, the author makes it clear that when you manipulate, you take advantage of someone else and it'll always leave you empty. It'll always leave you less of purpose, less of significance. It'll feel like you're empty on the inside, like what you just did was a mist. Here today, gone tomorrow. And watch out, this verse says, watch out for the type of people who will manipulate you in order to take advantage of you. Watch out for those people and don't be the type of person that'll take advantage of or manipulate someone else in this life. So watch out for the people that will manipulate you and don't be that type of person either. But what's the big idea? What's the universal principle behind this verse that the text is trying to teach us? We move on to another verse, Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Jesus says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Notice this. So be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. Right here, Jesus is sending out his disciples, his followers, to love people and to serve people and to minister to people and to teach people what it means to follow Jesus and to know Jesus and to be his disciple. And he basically tells them, as he sends them out to love and to minister and to help and to teach people, to watch out for people who's going to manipulate them. Be very shrewd. Watch out for those people who are gonna take advantage of you. And also be innocent as a dove. Don't be that way to other people. Don't be the type of person that takes advantage of and manipulates someone else. So be shrewd. Watch out for those people that are trying to take advantage of you, but also don't be like them. Be very innocent. Next verse, Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. If you're still with me. Sam's still with you. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. If you like being taken advantage of, if you like being manipulated, if you like being abused emotionally and mentally, then go ahead and do that to other people. But I suspect no one likes that and no one wants that. And Jesus says, if you really want to understand the Old Testament and the law, this is what it is. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. In this verse, Jesus says this, treat other people the same way that you desire to be treated. No one wants to be manipulated. No one wants to be taken advantage of. So don't do that to other people. Don't let other people manipulate and take advantage of you. Be shrewd, but don't be that type of person with other people in your life. And so this is what I want us to remember. This is the big idea behind these verses. This is a very, very true principle that you will find all throughout the narrative of the scripture. And this is what it is. Remember this. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Don't get taken advantage of and don't take advantage of others. Listen. You do not have to allow yourself to be manipulated by other people and never be the type of person that manipulates others. And so, one more time, don't get taken advantage of and don't take advantage of other people. And this all leads us to another truth, and this is what it is, and remember this, and this is so true and so powerful and very clear, that the quality of your life will always be determined by the quality of your relationships. If your relationships are debt relationships, relationships that keep score, I did this for you, so you have to do this for me, a toxic relationship, a manipulating relationship, an exhausting relationship, and so on, it'll steal your happiness, it'll steal your joy every Every single time. The quality of your life will always be determined by the quality of your relationships. And so today, let's try to identify some relationships in our life that could be manipulating and what it actually does to you and I, the feelings, the self-doubt, the hurt, the pain, 
the lack of clarity, and then maybe let's identify a solution. Once a manipulating relationship has broken down your ability to trust yourself, to trust your perceptions, and to trust your instincts, you become more likely to put up with it, to put up with being taken advantage of, to put up with the manipulation, to put up with the pain, whatever type of relationship it is, whether it's a dating relationship, family relationship, marriage relationship, a friendship, a work relationship, maybe with your boss, manipulating people will do or say something and then deny that it ever happened. It was never said to sow seeds of doubt inside of you to take the attention off of them and their manipulating ways. You will start to question your instincts and you will rely more on how they tell you to feel instead of how you really feel. And they manipulate us and they manipulate you by saying certain things. For instance, notice this today, if you're still with me, say I'm still with you. They'll say things like this, you're too sensitive and insecure. If you try to express your hurt and your disappointment over something that the abusive and manipulating person did to you or said to you, they'll minimize your feelings by telling you that you're overly sensitive and you're making a big deal out of nothing. The intent is to make you feel stupid for standing up for yourself. This is control. This is manipulation. This is you being taken advantage of. They'll also say this, you're acting crazy. Over time, a person's lies and distortions of reality to you make you legitimately question your own sanity. And the manipulating person uses this to their advantage because once they shake your confidence and your ability to see things clearly and make you think that you're not seeing things clearly, then they have control over you. This is manipulation. They'll say something like this. You have a terrible memory. We all have lapses in memory as we try to recall details of a relationship conflict. However, the manipulator will focus on making the victim, you, doubt your memory about the manipulating situation. They do this because getting you to question yourself is at the core of control. They're trying to get you to question yourself. When a victim, you, no longer trust yourself, then they have you right where they want you. They'll say something like this, I'm sorry that you think I hurt you, Now, on its face, this may seem like an apology, but it's not an apology at all. This is the manipulator's chance. This is their, this is their, uh, this is them trying to take the focus off of them and what they did and how they hurt you and how they abused you and how they manipulated you and place the focus on you and blame you for misinterpreting the situation. Something else they say is this You should have known how I would react. This is another way for the manipulator to shift the blame off of them and onto you. Blaming you now for standing up for yourself and also blaming you for how they reacted for you speaking up after they hurt you. You should have known I would react this way. If you want peace, then don't do this to me. If you didn't want tension, then you shouldn't have done. But they hurt you, you stood up for yourself, and then they blamed you for their reactions. That's a manipulator. Something else they say is this, you need to work on that. You must work on that. Such phrases play with our emotional and mental state. And usually, usually it's used when uh, you react or behave in a way that they don't like and they can't put you in their box. And so they hurt you. You react in a way that causes them to feel confronted or exposed. 
and they don't want to practice self-awareness right now. They don't want to deal with themselves. And so they shift the blame off of them and onto you and they make your reaction problematic when reality, their abuse is what's problematic. You're just expressing your feelings and your hurt and they'll tell you that you being honest is problematic and you need to work on it when in reality, it was their manipulation and their patterns that caused the problem in the first place and they're the ones that need to work on it. The truth is, the truth is, this always allow people to have control over you when you allow them to treat you this way. Something else they say is this. Maybe that's what you heard in your head, but that's not what I said. This phrase denies your reality. It denies your feelings. It denies how you assess things, and it practices control over you. By saying this, the other person makes it clear that they haven't done anything wrong. They haven't said anything wrong. It's all your fault for making things up in your head. This is how people manipulate. They'll say something like this, you're the problem here. It's not me. It's very common for manipulating people to call their victims narcissists and abusers and manipulators because they're dumping their own qualities onto someone else because they refuse to deal with the truth about their life. A manipulator will call you a manipulator. A narcissist will call you a narcissist. A heartbreaking person will call you those same things because they're not willing to deal with themselves and confront themselves. Don't ever take advantage of others, but also you do not have to allow yourself to be taken advantage of by other people. Manipulation is mental and emotional abuse. Now also, here are some signs in your life these are things that will happen to you if you have relationships or a relationship in your life that is manipulating and abusive and mentally and emotionally draining in your life. So a few things happen to us. The first thing is this. You no longer feel like the person that you used to be. You're less secure. You have less joy. You have less motivation. You just feel like you're not who you used to be. And other people may even tell you you're not the same. You're not who you used to be. Something else that happens to us is this. We become more anxious and less confident than we used to be. Now, all of a sudden, it feels like you're invisible because the people in your life have cut you so deeply and manipulated you so bad and controlled you so bad that you feel like you're not much at all and you feel like you're just invisible and no one really cares and this is how you've been treated. Something else that happens to us is this. You often wonder if you're being too sensitive. That hurt me. But according to them, I have no reason to be hurt. So now I'm confused. Am I too sensitive or was I really being hurt? Something else is this. You feel like everything you do is wrong. The manipulator wants you to walk on eggshells because if they can have you walking on eggshells, they can control you. So they always want to make you feel like you've done something wrong. If you feel that way, it's a good sign that you've been manipulated. Something else is this, you find yourself apologizing often. And you do this because you've reached a point of exhaustion. You feel like you can't ever do anything right. You're always walking on eggshells. And so in order to get some peace, you just start to apologize and you apologize often. And it feels like you've just lost all respect and esteem in yourself. Something else that happens to us is this. You start to having a sense that something's wrong, but you're unable to identify what it is. In the relationship, there's this underlying uneasiness and anxiety that something's off more than peaceful. Something's off more than peaceful. You can't figure it out 
but deep down it feels like you're not very safe in this relationship. And the last thing is this, it makes you feel isolated from friends and family because the manipulator will make you feel like being around other people, even people like your family who love you is gonna take away from your relationship. And so what they start to do is they start to isolate you because they know the other people in your life can see that you're being manipulated and they know the other people in your life will tell you and they don't want you around those people because they don't want you to hear the truth over and over again and let that sink in. And so they try to isolate you to control you. Do you see how true it is? Do you see it? That the quality of your life will always be determined by the quality of your relationships. For everyone listening to me right now under 30 years old, this is a crucial time. Choose wisely. Understand the quality of your life will always be determined by the quality of your relationships. And never take advantage of anyone. Don't be that type of person. And you don't have to allow other people to take advantage of you either. So once again, Matthew 7, 12. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Several years ago, I had a friend whose mom and dad were great, great people, very loving people, very kind people, very involved at their church. But when my friend was around 12 years old, his dad started every now and then not coming home maybe one night a week or coming home very, very late. The dad had a secret that he was trying to hide. He had relapsed into his addiction of alcoholism and when I say he was an alcoholic, I don't mean that he would have a glass of wine every night before he went to bed. I meant this guy every single day would drink till he could not walk and until he passed out. He had a bad, bad addiction. And so now, as it started to develop and take a hold of him again, he wouldn't come home two, three, four, eventually five nights out of the week. Lost his job, started to depend on his wife and his two boys to support him. And he did this by manipulating them, by manipulating his family. It was not his fault. It was their fault. It was stress. Give him a chance. Forgive him. He's changed before. He knows he can change again. God's not through with him. All those types of things over and over and over again. But he never worked on these patterns and these addictions. The mom, I knew her well. I served with her at church. I watched her. I watched how the manipulating of her husband just drained all the life and all the joy out of her. You could see it on her face that she was just a shell of who she used to be. And I remember one night we were in a prayer group and she asked that prayer group a question that I think is probably a very dangerous question to ask religious people because they can be so judgmental and so ununderstanding and they can misunderstand so many verses and scripture in the text in the Holy Bible. But she asked this question. She goes, I don't know if things are ever going to change. Do you think I should get a divorce? And some people were saying this and some people were saying that. But then this older lady spoke up who had survived abuse and she had survived a very manipulating marriage and she had gotten out of it. And this is what she said, and I never will forget this. She said, either protect yourself and your family and get out of this marriage now. or And it ends that way. Or it'll end this way. A cop will knock on your door and tell you that your husband's dead or he's killed someone else driving drunk. It's going to end in one of those three ways. Either you make up your mind to leave and protect yourself and your family or he's going to die or he's going to kill someone else. She never left because she had those all those years when he was sober and she thought maybe 
it'll return back to those days. Maybe I just need to keep giving him chance after chance after chance as he manipulated her over and over and over again. But nothing changed. And about three years later, a state trooper knocked on her door one night and told her that just six miles down the road, her husband was leaving a bar on foot, walked out into the highway, and he got run over by a truck. Devastated her, devastated the family, devastated the kids. So once again, it's true. Never, ever take advantage of anyone, but don't let anyone take advantage of you and also the quality of your life, the joy of your life, the peace of your life will always be determined by the quality of your relationships. So if you find yourself in a manipulating relationship, understand a few things. The first is this. You don't have to be taken advantage of because, number one, if you're still with me, so I'm still with you. As you follow Jesus, you're a child of God, literally. Galatians 3, 26 through 29. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who've been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on brand new clothes. There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. You are God's child through faith, united with Christ through faith. You have put on a brand new life. Your old life is buried, forgiven. You are equal with all people and equally loved by Jesus Christ. So don't take advantage of anyone, but you don't have to let anyone take advantage of you either. The second thing is this, stand up for yourself. A manipulator is a bully. Bullies back down when people confront them and chances are everyone around you can see it. So no one will blame you for standing up for yourself. The next thing is this, set boundaries. If there's a line in the relationship that the manipulator keeps crossing, then reinforce that line, make it very clear, verbalize this line can never be crossed again, and then verbalize that if this line is crossed again, this is what I'm gonna do, this is what's gonna happen, this is how I'm gonna react, this will be the consequences. That's a boundary. Stand your ground, and with manipulators, they are necessary because takers never know when to draw the line and stop taking. So it's always up to the giver to set the boundary line. So what can we take home today as we close? A few things, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. The first thing is this, never ever be the type of person who manipulates and takes advantage of others. If you do, this makes you an abuser. Don't be that type of person. The next thing was this, you don't have to allow others to take advantage of you. You do not deserve that mental or emotional abuse. You're a child of God, stand up for yourself. No one deserves that. The next thing is this, the quality of your life will always be determined by the quality of your relationships and so choose wisely. The last thing is this, it's perfectly okay to set boundaries. You are a loved child of God. So remember today, never be the type of person that takes advantage of anyone and don't let anyone take advantage of you. Quality of your life will always be determined by the quality of your relationships. And so be that type of friend. 
Be that type of relationship. Let's bring peace and love to other people's lives today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We cannot wait to see you back next week.